Hello and welcome into the Birds and Braves podcast. I'm Luke Winstall. Today I'm joined by Nate Paxton. Mr. Paxton, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Man, thank you. It's an honor to be here talking with you guys, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll start with your story from the beginning. What was your family life like growing up? Uh, it, it was pretty rough, man. I mean, I grew up for the most part homeless and in and out of hotels and just staying with different people, my family and I staying with different people just just so we can maintain and continue going to school and trying to get back on our feet. When did you first become homeless or were you homeless all your life? Nah, not all my life. It was just a good a good part good part of my life. So I would say I would say like for me it was around like the age of 11, I really started struggling a lot with my family all the way to basically now because my family still struggles here and there, but things are getting better. What was that like for you when you realized that you're going to be homeless when you were 11 years old? Man, it was tough, man. I didn't really understand everything at the time, but I just, I seen my parents, man, and they, they kept it, they kept us together. They kept the positive mentality no matter what, kept us focused. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I would say other people because we had the opportunity to see our parents just stay strong and keep us going. Well, when did you start playing football? Uh, when I was super little. So <laughs> when I was very young. Well, do you have any reason why you started playing or was it just your parents signed you up? Nah, I honestly it was just me, man. I grew up watching a lot of football and old school football and I just I love the game itself, man, so I would say that's my main reason for playing. I just I grew up loving it, playing catch, playing tackle just with some of my friends and my brothers, so that's really the main reason I got into the playing. Did you have a favorite team or any favorite players growing up? Man, it's it's a lot. Ray Lewis definitely one but I, I i go back to like jim brown lt like me and joe green well when you played high school football do you have a favorite memory from that time uh i would say just my senior year when, when i got uh nominated to go to the all-star game the Cal county all-star game and i was the only person from my school to start like ever in that all-star game so that was pretty cool for me you committed to play football originally at Alabama A&M University. Why did you choose yes, to go there? What did you like about that? Uh, honestly, I had, uh, there was no school that was really offering me like that, being that I came from a smaller school that wasn't very sport-dominant. So me, I went to this college expo, basically, and brought a couple of my plays because we really didn't have huddle back then. And I, I gave it to the scout, and he just he loved it. And... They were they offered me at the time, but then some paperwork went wrong and didn't get to attend there. Then how'd you end up choosing Georgia State? Uh, I seen they started a program basically the same year I graduated, and uh, I was just like, man, why not like be right here in Atlanta and get to get coached by Coach Bill Curry? I was like, why not? What was the process like for you to make that Georgia State team? Me and my dad had went up there for like a good two and a half months, three months basically, just catching the martyr every day. Some days we didn't even have money to catch the martyr, and we tried to meet with Coach Curry, and we finally caught him and Coach Pugh, and they asked us to uh, 
he asked me once I got fully registered, he was like, come to our walk-on tryout in February. And he said, we'll go from there. And, man, that process, like, it was 300 guys out there and only 14 of us made it. I was the only d lambs At Georgia State, I read that before you got put on scholarship, sometimes all you would get to eat in a day was a package of noodles and you'd have a bottle of water to drink. How did you play football as a defensive lineman and a linebacker in those conditions? Man, it, it, my struggle motivated me a lot, man. I'm very goal-oriented, so it wasn't hard for me to just, you know, just mind over matter, basically. Like, I knew I wasn't receiving all the nutrients and nutrition I needed, but at the end of the day, I knew I was very focused on what I wanted to do. Well, eventually, you got put on a football scholarship. How would you describe your emotions when you were told that? Man, I broke down, man. The video's still on YouTube to this day. Like, man, it was surreal. The Just the feeling I had and everything, it was it was crazy. Well, I, I broke down the whole team surrounding me. It was, it was, man, it was crazy. Where does that moment rank for you? Probably number one, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you do after the scholarship? How did you celebrate after practice, and who did you call? Man, first two people I called, my parents, man. They they called me like seven, eight times, making sure I was not playing or anything, crying, and I was crying over the phone, so it was just. It was amazing. It was a great feeling. Well, how will you remember your time and your football career at Georgia State? It was special, man. We did a lot of me and the group of guys that were there. We did a lot of things that hadn't been done there ever, and shoot, we'll go down to history for that. And I just I enjoyed it more than anything, man. It was it was special to me, man. And one of those things you've mentioned it before, but playing in the program's first ever bowl game. What did it take to get there, building a program basically from scratch to reaching a bowl game? Uh, it just took a lot of, man, determination and paying attention to details. Well, now for your professional career afterwards, you got tryouts with the Atlanta Falcons and Seattle Seahawks, or you got the invitation to work out for them. What was it like for yep. you going from being homeless to a couple of years after that, being invited to work out for NFL teams? Man, it was, I can't even describe the feeling, man. It, it was an honor and a blessing, man. I'm I'm honestly trying to get my foot back into that window, man. I'm just trying to build as much film as I can to get back there. But, man, it was amazing. I know you played football in China as well after you graduated from Georgia State. Was playing there the first time that you'd been out of the country? Yes, it was. And, man, that, that was a real feeling. Well, what was the hardest part of the Chinese culture for you to adapt to? The food. <laughs> the food, man. It, 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 was a, it was a lot. It was different, man. It was like the meat was so like everything was like so fresh. Like they had fresh markets and everything. And it was just just different. What would you say was the most interesting part of playing football on another continent after growing up playing it in the South in the U.S.? Uh, those guys, they're hungry just like us, man. It's just they... They don't have the as many resources as we do over here as far as playing and and just the like football's been over here for a long time, but over there it's like brand new to them. So we were teaching them a lot and they was eager to learn, so it, it was pretty fun to be over there, man. It was just a great experience. I'm interested. Do you think it's a growing football culture in China? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Ricky Williams and a bunch of other NFL guys are out there starting stuff and doing different things, helping out. So it's, it's definitely growing. Were there any rule differences or changes or anything different about the game that you liked over there? Uh, not really. They tried to play as much as NFL rules, so it, it, it wasn't much difference. Well, you recently also played for the Georgia Doom Arena football team where you were a team captain and the team sack leader. What was your experience like playing another different version of the game that you grew up playing in football? It was fast, man. That game was definitely faster and different. But, man, I I enjoyed it, man. It it was was a lot more hitting involved since you was lined up three down linemen versus three defensive linemen. So it was it was definitely up-tempo, but I loved it. Well, what would you say is the next step for you in your professional football career? Where are you going looking forward? I have some arena things overseas, but I've been talking to the XFL as well, so I'm trying to go anywhere where it'll put me on a platform where I can get an opportunity to go to the NFL or CFL. I was wondering about the XFL. I interviewed a player a couple of days ago who was talking about his interest in the league as well. What's the draw there? I mean, what... What are you thinking about when you're looking into joining the XFL? What does that look like? Uh, I think it. I think it's uh, just a great opportunity just to be back out playing outdoor football since I have been doing the arena a little bit, and I think it's just a great way to get NFL teams to see like there's some great players who are not in the lead at the moment. Well, I saw that you recently took a position as a writer for the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine. Yes, sir. What do you write about? Sports. Do you have any recent articles that we can go check out? Yeah, it comes out on the 15th. That'll be the first issue. So it, the first issue comes out this week, man. I'm excited. This is my first time. I never thought I'd be a sports writer. I always, you know, knew I'd be doing something after football. I really believe I'd be probably doing coaching for sure after football. But adding this writing title to my name is pretty cool, man. And I just... I enjoy I love giving back. That's my ultimate goal. I just want to give back to people. So I think this is a pretty cool way to spread knowledge to the youth. Well, what was it like for you writing that first article in the first edition of that magazine? Uh, it was it was different, man. It wasn't like writing an essay for school or anything, but man, I loved it. It was it was it was basically just me just putting all the thoughts that I've always wanted to tell the youth and stuff into an article, man, just the first article, just to give them a gist of who I am and basically what what it takes to be an up-and-coming athlete, whether you're going to the pros, going to college, or going to high school. I just It was just basically giving them a little gist of who I am and the inspiration. Well, I know for you and your family, the struggle isn't over yet. I heard your dad has cancer. How's he doing? He's getting better, man. He just finished up radiation and chemo, but the radiation kind of caused some a few complications as far as with his lungs and a lot of other things. But man, he's he's fighting through, man. That's him, him and my mom are definitely two people I get my positive attitude from. So everything they continue to fight through, I'm just you know just watching them, and it, it keeps me going basically. Well, what are your personal goals for the short term and the long term? And what else do you want to accomplish in your life? For the short term, I definitely see myself getting back on the field very soon. I don't know where, but I mean, 
I'm I'm not a very picky guy. Just man, I love the game of football, and I would love to be able to play the sport again very soon. Long term, man, I I see myself just starting some nonprofits, man, giving back to the community, man, and coaching definitely after I completely hang up my cleats. But that probably won't be for a while hanging up my cleats. But I'm definitely already starting into giving back and everything. What would you want your nonprofit to do, or who would you want it to serve? Uh, just man, just people who struggle in general, the youth. Man, uh, I want to start one for cancer as well. So it's man, it's a couple things. I want to have my, my foot in every door I can, possibly can. What do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned throughout your journey? Man, never give up, man, and just not taking no for an answer because. Many people have definitely told me no throughout this process. You won't go to college. You won't you won't earn a scholarship. You won't never play pro ball. Like I just never take no at all for it. Like it's that's just not something you can't do in life, man. Especially if you're goal oriented and you want to go somewhere. Like well, you've mentioned and thanked your parents a lot. Is there anyone outside of them that has meant a lot to you? And what would you say to them to tell them that you appreciate them? Oh, uh, man, it definitely takes the village. So I have a bunch of coaches, man, my college coaches. I have uh, Miss Marilyn and Mike Davis, Miss Mervaz. She was my counselor all the way from high school to elementary all the way up to high. Man, like I said, it took a village. I just want to say thank you, man. I'm a, I'm a very grateful person, man. And even, not even them, but everybody, man, who's been a part of my journey, even with this podcast, man. I'm just thank, so thankful, man, for everything that's coming my way. I know from following you on social media, you post a lot of inspirational quotes. Do you have a favorite yeah, quote? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough one. I really, I don't really have one go-to, man. I really don't. I just, man, it's so many that I live by, man. I couldn't even give you one good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last question for you, how can listeners of the show reach out to you and connect with you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at N, the letter N, as in Nate, <laughs> Paxton, P-A-X-T-O-N, 98. And on Facebook, just look up Nate Paxton. You will see me in a red jersey. Twitter, if you Google Nate Paxton, just, you can find me anywhere, Nate Paxton. I'm, it's, pretty, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Nate. We wish you the best of luck. We'll be praying for your dad. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. You're welcome.